Hi guys, happy Friday. Welcome to the Design Exchange. I'm your host, Danny Russo, and Melinda Peters Elliott is not with us today, but we have a wonderful guest in store for you today. She's been a friend of the podcast, and I think we've interviewed each other more over the last four years than we've spent in actual real time in person. <laughs> but Camille has been one of my best friends since we met at market. My God, how long ago was that? Four I'm years? I'm aging myself. I never do that. Like, no. Well, you age backwards. <laughs> like, Thanks the last time... <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw you, you had dreadlocks. Uh, they were not dreadlocks. They were braids. Well, braids. Yeah, yeah. Why did I call Dreads are like... What do you call them? I'm trying like, to make sure my locked. Yeah. Um... Dreadlocks are like the dirty, gleamy kind. You had braids. Okay. Not dirty. You know what I'm saying? They like, you rub your hair together. The guys used to do this on the soccer team at my high school. They would rub their hair together to make a strand of it, but it wasn't a braid. It was just like they'd take a section and just rub it and rub it, rub it. And there was no way to undo it. You used to have to get, they'd have to shave their heads. And it was only the soccer players that did it. Ooh, dirty soccer player. Very bizarre. I'm kidding. Um, so I played soccer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Since um kindergarten. I guess I should share that. That was a big sport in Germany. So I started in Germany playing soccer. Um and I would like to correct that it's not necessarily dirty. I wouldn't call braids dreadlocks. It's not dirty. Yeah, like it's but it is like given that perception because even when I first had my braids twist whatever, people don't really differentiate the different kinds, I think, and they don't realize um it takes hours of your life to get them either installed or braided in or however you get it done. And I'm Your hair looks really good today. Thank you. I'm loving the <laughs> fact that <laughs> I'm bringing my um was it Jennifer's um anchor hair. I bought some news hair. News hair. Caster hair. Yeah. Um, some of that. <laughs> are you using that microphone I gave you? I need to find an armed microphone. Do you know I could? I bought like all these different wires for it. I bought all the different things, and it's still like nothing can like compete with the Zoom mic. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the the Mac, and it could be that my Mac is just so old it can't keep up with the newer technology as well. I was going to try it on my newer laptop, but my new laptop doesn't have the USB port. So you have to buy all these other like things. And it's just like too much to keep up with at all the times. So I wish they would have just like left a USB port. Like how I'm so over the, I'm so over the ports. Like I have a device that I, they take away all the USB ports. So I have like a thing sticking out that houses regular USB, USB C. I can't wait. Hopefully next year. No. And hopefully next creators. year, hopefully next year, Apple comes out with a USB-C on all the phones, because that's what's driving me nuts. It's the consistency. Keep it consistent. Yeah. yeah. So I brought you on here today to talk about podcasting, because I started my podcast maybe four or five years ago. I know we were friends at the time, yes. and I didn't know what I was going to call it. I had no idea how to start it. And... I don't think a lot of people know what goes into it um, to get the processing. You have to have a video. You have to have an RSS hosting software, which is typically SoundCloud, I believe. Um, I We're doing video now. So I put this through um, iMovie 
and then I export the sound, put that into SoundCloud, put the video on YouTube, and then it goes out there to all the different things. But you've been doing this way longer, and you have a different system. Like your podcasts are merchandised. You got the little headlines going across with your logo. You have your you in a pink chair with your leg in the air. I mean, <laughs> with your pink headphones. <laughs> I say it's funny. So I, I I taught this class many of times. Podcast like an actor, and I use everything I've learned from working as an actor. As far as You're, you are an actor, that is my bread and butter. Everybody should actor. know that mm-hmm. Camille Power, by the way. Okay, from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> what and else? Pressure as they're dropping soon, as well as some food ones, which should be hilarious because they actually have cooking meals from scratch. We thought of you the other day because I went to. I was going to go to a restaurant the day you were doing that photo shoot, and you called me and told me that you're never eating meat again. And I happened to be at that restaurant, which I won't say the name of. And I literally clicked away from it on Uber Eats because I couldn't get that image out of my mind. I'm sorry, but, I had steak yesterday, so I was a complete lie. How long did it take you to get your podcast up and going? Well, and what so- would you recommend for somebody who wants to start out podcasting? I say start off, do it, do it dirty, do it ugly, do it any way you can because perfection we found out today even perfection is impossible <laughs> to do because your technology can always just decide it doesn't want to work today maybe you put it in the charger and the usb wasn't connected to the little butt thing all the way so it didn't like there's so many things that can go wrong there's so many times i've been on air because i do host things that are live as well and sometimes my audio goes out halfway through and then i'm like what you know and i have to do all the acting things to do it but i think first off don't expect perfection Learn no. from everyone around you. Listen to your favorite things or favorite shows or what are the elements that you like and dislike and how you would make things different and do that, you know, and yeah. um, don't get too worried about different things. I do say that I started the eSpot. It was a radio segment. So that's I know I you had that. me. Can we tell <laughs> that story? ESPN radio station. <laughs> you can hear me. I think it's on my YouTube channel. And it, I went from. Um, a morning news station to ESPN radio in Raleigh, North Carolina. (laughs) And it was just boom, boom, boom. But you were, you had, it was like a dedicated ESPN radio and they actually were entertaining on the, they were talking about sports and then they bring in me and I fit in like perfectly with that. Um, But that was around the time where we were starting this podcast. And I remember I had so much equipment. I literally have enough microphones and processors at my warehouse that I can probably host a, some sort of open a podcast uh, studio. You five person in your store. You should have like a back area for podcast studio. I'm just with say. all of with all the room that we have. You're in the back room. Okay. This TV is behind me, and it's going to have a logo on it because I'm going to be doing them from here now. Mm. But. So when I got started, I was in a hot garage. We had no idea what we were doing. We weren't doing video. We were just doing audio. And we were processing through the most expensive microphones, through the most expensive processor. And then when the pandemic hit, I figured out how to work Zoom. And this has been like a blessing for me. Because you taught me, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Gentle plug for my business. I can help you. Yes. Podcast. Okay. You should do consulting. You really should. Oh, yeah. Because 
when I went to the Design Influencers Conference, I took my rig with me. And I have a rig that's um, behind me. I don't have it set up right now, but it's my on-the-road gig rig, my gig yeah, rig. Mine in my truck. Oops, so it has, a, <laughs> it has a selfie light built in. It holds my computer, holds my phone, and holds the microphone. So I wheeled that out in Atlanta and got a lot of content down. Is that and, a stick or are you using something different? No, it's on wheels. Oh. It's on wheels. And can you see it back there? It's that. We'll have to talk off. You don't want to follow me. I'm like, so oh, my health, this is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't share um, all your secrets before I get them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I should have blurred my background. But no, it's a rig, but it holds your computer. It just holds everything in one place. So, like, I'm going to Vegas in January, and I'll take – well, I don't know if I'll take that with me because how am I going to pack it? I'll have one shipped. Um, but That's we drove down to Atlanta, and I was in a – you saw – you weren't there, but I was in a room, and designers were just in and out, in and out, and I was trying to get a, a diverse group of designers in there. And a lot of the questions we were at the – it was called the Design Influencers Conference. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the questions that I was hearing – was how to start a podcast. And there are these two amazing women. If they're listening to this right now, they're going to kill me because I can't remember their names, but they're older and they have a podcast together. They're two interior designers. They're very consistent, consistent with what they do. Um, and they talk about interior design a lot. But back to starting a podcast, you've got to be consistent with it. And I think, don't you split yours into seasons? I do. And the seasons have no rhyme or reason. It's just when I need a break, <laughs> whether it's emotional, physical, or I'm getting really busy with the modeling acting side of things and just can't do it all anymore because I literally do it all with my show just because I don't have the time. It's not, it's not that I don't have the time. I don't have usually the amount of time I would need for a person to be able to get it back to me in a timely manner because I like for my shows to be very, like every uh, every week, like a consistent, like a TV show. You can count on it Thursdays at 12 o'clock or Thursdays at midnight. Like I was making it very consistently. And so if you can't meet those deadlines, which is kind of impossible because I am kind of neurotic about that, it's hard to do. But We try to do every Friday, but we never hit that because of logistics but i'm trying to get back I'm trying to get back on it because it's like an outlet for me to be able to talk to other creators other industry people i mean your mom you're more of a personality for what would you say you've done furniture commercials you've done tv shows you've done um food you've done food cooking veterinarian i've literally done it all I love I love when you describe the dresser and you were trying to describe something and it was like and it comes with these beautiful and it, you, whatever word you used was like a completely different word but I could tell they were just feeding you lines and the producers probably didn't even know what the word was but nobody would pick up on that uh, if it was other That's than a designer yeah. yeah yeah and then that was probably like 2000 no 2008 or so that video was really old that one but um <laughs> You should. That was old. It was, it was old. <laughs> it's on the Costco website somewhere buried in there. But uh, if you want well, the product's it, probably sold out by now. For sure. But that's the but, thing I loved about working in in that industry is that a lot of times I would discover that because it was made by this one brand, it would be called a different name when another brand sold it, and then if another brand sold it, it had a different name, but it would be the exact same product. So we learned. I learned a lot about 
I guess, white labeling in the furniture world of things. Because I my other full-time job I used to have was um, being a spa director. So I knew that on the skincare and beauty side of like, you know, a lot of different brands, they all are made at the same <laughs> warehouse, but they have different names because they may have a little different in formulations or a little different scents to make it a little bit different packaging or whatever. So it was interesting to learn that side of things. But to get yeah. to podcasting, same thing in the sense of like, there can, a lot of times I think people are like, oh, well, there's already so many other podcasts out there. Yeah. Have you gone to the grocery store lately? Have you seen <laughs> how many barbecue sauces there? Ketchups, mayonnaise? I mean, there's tons Hot of- sauce. Hot sauce, and there's po- there's podcasts about all of these, and there, and there's and there's still your voice isn't heard yet on whatever topic you want to talk about USA. But I would say that it's important to realize it has to be entertaining for whoever's listening to it too. I can't just yeah. be your narcissistic self talking about yourself type of thing. It has to be. Enjoyable. Are you calling me narcissistic? Absolutely not, because you actually let other people. Do listen. I have some sort of setting on? Because my skin looks really good today. Whatever setting it is, Sorry. Skin, you no, okay. <laughs> it's called the Glow Skin Beauty um, setting. Just kidding. So, uh, tell us some of the things that are going on. You're in um, Raleigh, North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize what a hotbed North Carolina was for movies. And me and you were talking a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about the Hunger Games, and you were telling me that they were all shot in Atlanta, or not Atlanta, in North Carolina. Yeah, in certain spaces, and I in Nashville, North Carolina, Asheville, Asheville. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? No, no, um, no I was like the other A city in the South besides Atlanta. So, what else? How did Nashville become such a hotbed for um, box office hits? Well, Asheville, Wilmington. Um, there's a lot of places in between. It used to be huge. Like, um, I've heard. I still haven't seen this film one day. I will. But Bull Durham, I think, was like the height of when North Carolina was at the top of the film industry because like, um, Susan Sarandon was in that. Um, then there was, uh, what was it? Kiss the Girls was filmed here with um, a bunch of people. Like a lot of films have been filmed here. Iron Man 3 was filmed here. Uh, Marvel movies were planning to film here, even like Black Panther could have been here. But then we had the HB2 law that happened and it kind of killed the film industry. And I want to speak a little bit really? about that, just like political stuff. I want to really like scroll over in that sense, like because you know a lot of people didn't necessarily agree with that law specifically, but because of that, they boycotted the whole state. And of course, what did that happen? Everything moved to Atlanta. Everything moved out. And I think a lot of times with political stuff, it's really important to have that separation of church and state. Sometimes you know, like just because it's their freaking separate. I wish we could. <sighs> I went to Catholic school from first through fourth grade and I am not one to conform and try to put Danny Russo in a uniform that doesn't look like this. And it just doesn't work. We're all black. But (laughs) I love my ball black. Um, No, but you're right. It's that could cause a big loss and it hurts a lot of different people because so is the film industry picking back up? In... It has, allegedly. I haven't really had the privy of any of that. Um, I think the agent, because I've been with the same agency for like 20 plus years, and they mm-hmm. have kind of grown to be more of the commercial world, which I'm fine with, because I, I mean, with my ADHD, it's probably the perfect uh, opportunity. You're only doing it for a week or so, as opposed to six weeks. And I'm a mother, yeah. I have a family, you know, so I do have those limitations. 
God, I do miss being on sets for long periods of time and really getting it is really fun filming. Yeah, and getting into but, character and so on. But have you ever been on set of a design show? I mean, mm-hmm. it was fun, but my yeah. God, it was stressful. I can um, and I have to say, yeah. from my little cooking experience, although I wasn't like a professional chef, I thought it was gonna be so <laughs> much fun because I'd watch all those Julia and Julia movies. Um, rest in peace to the person that actually wrote the. I was about to say, just somebody yeah. just died. She just died. Yeah, right. And Julia Child yeah. shows and all of that. And so I thought it was just going to be like, oh, fun. This, that. No, the, the sinks don't really work. Your hand, you're washing your hands in just like recycled water, you know, which has happened to me on photo shoots too. I remember the day. I remember the water. day that you called me and you were like, I'm never eating meat again. <laughs> because you're mixing cow's blood and avocado oil or whatever oils they would give me and then next thing you know you're like i i wash my hands consistently like all the time i'm a germ phobe that's why you'll always see me at mask at big events because i don't like getting sick and now it's kind of okay to get away with wearing masks so why not but um yes i still loved it i still enjoyed it but at the time i was kind of like i'm never doing this and it was very stressful because like things were really flying like there was really oil popping when you would put the steak in and so on and I'm a delicate flower and didn't want to get burned like uh, Michael Jackson in a Pepsi video. Why are you leaving me? I'm not. This girl just came down with flowers and a child. And she was like looking in and I wasn't there because I locked the doors to talk to you. (laughs) It's Black Friday. We should let you know this podcast is going up today. And we have Camille Cower. We are talking about all of our different adventures and our podcasting life. And I want you to share the secrets of how you started with the eSpot and that app that you use. Because there are so many apps out there for podcasting. Yeah. And you use a certain one called BeLive. Yes, BeLive.tv. And um, that gives you a lot of editing editing solutions? It, I love it because you can really brand it. Unlike with mm-hmm. Zoom, I don't know how to brand with Zoom. I think it's like a third party thing you have to do to do all of that. Like it seems like a lot of work. But I do it. <laughs> well, I with, have to do it. Okay. See, with um, BeLive, it's like a click of a button. I need things to be very simple because I I update my website myself. I do all my marketing materials. Everything like everything's mine. So yeah. It has to be really user friendly for me. So for Be Live, I love that I can easily brand things. It's easy enough to bring if like if I'm doing it live on a Facebook or something, because that's the other option. I can download just the video of it. Well, video with audio, or I could download just the audio. So I could just if there's no editing that needs to be done, I can put it right up onto my RSS and it's out to the world. Or see I have to I download this and then I put it through GarageBand. Never use it. No. No, no, I put it through iMovie and then I export the video and then I export the sound, but I throw in little snippets of things. Yeah, I can do way time. more, but I don't have time. You know how it is. Yeah, because I'm but, a whole business. <laughs> how <laughs> I feel like I own six. How do you think a new designer? I feel like we to be out there and be a designer, we have to have all of these tools to back up our business. We have to be published. We have to have a podcast. We have to have a book. We have to do all these appearances on the side. And it's like so much of so many things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of ways to get taken advantage of too, right? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. 
Yes, I'm always getting emails. Do you need help with this? Do you need help with SEL? I'm like, yeah. They want to be that person's publicist. They're not yet. They're like their promoter or something. And next thing you know, they're like giving them this opportunity to be on your show. And you're thinking, oh, wow, they're really this person's publicist. They ain't that person's publicist. Well, I mean, content is king and we all need content. So if you are starting your first podcast, I highly recommend sitting down and making a plan. Don't do what I did when we started out. It was just me and Melinda talking to ourselves in a garage with no air conditioning in the middle of the summer. And then we started bringing on guests and then we started doing the Zoom thing, which I love doing the Zoom now because it gives me so many more options. And it's but, more comfortable for them. You don't have to worry about travel arrangements, making sure you're both at the same time, same place. Oh, that was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, you wanted to talk politics a little bit and the politics of HB2. Is that the bill that it's was gone the now. bathroom gone. bill? That was the bathroom bill. And did the NCAA even pull out of the final four in North Carolina because of that issue? So politics, PGA tour, even dead, like everybody. So did they use interior designers as set decorators at all down there? Because I've seen in the Hunger Games Phillips collection, a lot of their furniture was in the um, uh, the tributes suite. And you know, it's Um, funny. We just recently watched, and I, I watched it with my daughter, and. When we went to Dallas, you know, they had the little small Phillips chair of the seatbelt chairs. I have that somewhere. And I was like, oh, there's the chair I gave you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I felt like a cool mom for a minute. Thanks. I have that somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jason and his dad are, they're really great people. Um, I love working with them. Yeah. I missed you at High Point this past round, but I mean, it was so busy. I don't even, I didn't even, I didn't even get to see half the things. I only went because I had a new employee, but a chair is a chair these days. We have so many, so many different things. What can you get? So I have been getting some strange emails lately where I've been seeing some people that are actually, um, they're at 98% stock levels. Prices are starting to come down. And two companies in one day, about two weeks ago, both sent out emails and they're like, this is the first time we've ever had price decreases. Every We've had price increases for the last two years, once a month. Yeah. Now, mind you, we would typically get price increases every once a year, every January. But this is the first time where they got a little ahead of themselves with ordering and you'll combine a lot of stuff on sale but we're still running into some supply chain issues okay. which nothing new which is expected i mean yeah yeah but i mean everybody's doing their pivoting they're learning they're learning from everybody's trying to learn how to podcast do you think the market's flooded with too many podcasts because i was thinking that for a second and then i was like i don't really listen to any but apparently all of my friends are into so these true crime. With Camille? Oh, okay. I do sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, some but people are talking to me about these true crime podcasts and I don't really listen to those. So I don't know. I don't listen to my own podcast. I can tell you that because I hate hearing the sound of my voice. <laughs> but it's come a long way. 
I think. And we know who we're speaking to, which is newer designers or people that are interested in the design field. Um, we try to talk about what's new and what's trending and what's coming down the pipeline because I'm seeing a lot of red come into play. I and saw your post about red. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's going to happen in like the next five years. You're going to be seeing red everywhere. Mm. So that'll be pretty interesting. Red? I know you have a number. In red? Mm. To tell you the truth, I've never even thought of it. Oh. But I can tell you that I have Sherwin Williams fan deck right next to me. <laughs> He's like, I got my cheat sheet. Can't find a tape measure in this office to save your life. Oh but we just had that same issue yesterday. Can't find a tape measure. And I collect them. Like I, I love people who give that out as merchandise at their tables, just an FYI. Um, love those. Because you can never find now, them. this sounds like a drag queen's name. Cherry's Jubilee. <laughs> or Cherry's Jubilee. I don't know. I kind of like heartthrob and real red but then i like these muted burgundies cordial fine wine is a really good one yeah i feel like a bordeaux type color would be my favorite or like a garnety this color rambling rose is kind of sexy Ooh. but i don't know i go into neutrals we don't have any reds as neutrals and then the historic reds they have chinese red under their historic collection and that's that's all you used to get back in the day. And I miss theme songs. Yeah. OPI had a color like that. It was called Chinese red or something like that. And it was like the red to own. That's a it's a famous color. Chinese red is the color of China. That's why it's called Chinese red. Yeah. So anyway, how can people find you online? Camille.com. Very get to why is Siri trying to talk to me? Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Or they can always look for the E spot with Camille. Did you hear that? What? I don't know. Siri's just said Siri just said I'm not sure I understand. Oh. <laughs> she never seems to understand. And I'm like, of all the days, my sound effects never work, but today they are. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Alert volume. I had it on loud. That's why. Because I'm like, uh, second. So let's go through before we end, though. What are some podcast don'ts? I always had on my computer, don't say the word um. You mm -hmm. Don't leave dead space because nobody wants to listen to dead space. I try to keep my episodes at 30 minutes. But if I like my guests, I'll go longer if it's a hot topic. Um just said the word um it's very important to be charismatic it's very important to have good lighting and it's very important to at least have a structure to what you're talking about so that's why having you on today i wanted to your expertise in podcasting but how many microphones have you gone through oh, and I, when you were talking about that earlier I'm, I'm pretty sure every podcaster has a shelf or at least a closet, because I have a closet full of old mics, full of old uh -huh. arm hands, full of wires, full of different, um, well, like, let me oh, just yeah. show you, um, different <laughs> tech, you know, oh, the Roadster look now. Look at you. Yeah. Like, you have to come I keep me upgrading stuff. 
as needed, right? Yeah. So yeah, as and it's always something new. And the more that you do it, the easier it gets. That part. So if you're intimidated by it, like I don't do analytics and stuff, but if we're on, we're on, and we just go with it. Well, I mean, I think um, it's important to know what's your main focus. If your focus is getting your voice out there just to spread your expertise, connect with other people within your own business, then that's your focus. If you have something to sell, then maybe that's your focus. If you have classes, then that's your, you know, like whatever your focus is to make money off it. Because not always does it have to be advertisements and sponsorships and whatever, whatever. Because I don't do all that. Like, I don't have the time to be chasing money like that. Have other ways. For it to happen exactly. much like you it's i'm trying to connect with people within my industry stay inspired have my name out there more enjoy the people i speak with because a lot of times it's like it's my own little nerdy fandom i want to know this stuff myself so <laughs> you know like i'm having people on because i want to learn from them i want to hear their stories yeah. i want to know what it was like doing the film you know like i had tupac's um movie music director on he's doing this big movie and so when he was like you know, the the NDA is over. He can tell me everything about working with Tupac. So I wanted to know, you know what I mean? Like, these are people that I know no other way living in Cary, North Carolina, the suburbs of <laughs> as a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> would I get this opportunity? Although I do have, you know, Hollywood connections. My father's a producer. Yeah. He's a stunt woman. I grew up in that lifestyle, but I'm 46. That was 30 years ago <laughs> that they were, that my mom was at the height of her career. My dad is still at the yeah. height of his, but he lives in LA and you know what it's like. If you're not there, you're out of mind, out of sight. So the fact that I've been able to build in LA as well as here from my home, only podcasting did that for me. Nothing else. Yeah, so exactly. That's the thing. Like I've won several awards, national ones as well as local ones. And it's all because of podcasting. Nobody would even know my name in LA anymore. Cause I haven't lived there since 2007, but they still do because I keep getting in the newspapers there. The articles. Barry there. Livingstone knows your name. I bet. I know Barry Livingstone <laughs> has been on my show. Cause I'm that cool. <laughs> I've had you, I've had Barry, I've had all the top people. I've had agents, agencies, PRs, look, um, Michael, I was about yeah. to call Michael Cower, but Michael Bauer, <laughs> you know, I got all the best <laughs> in the design world. From yeah. The you can hear it in my chest. No, let me stop. Let me yeah. stop. <laughs> How can people find you if they're looking Camille for Cowher. you on the webs? Camille Cower. Camille Cower. Yep. And your, the eSpot has its own Instagram account, right? It does. It's very exhausting. And, I have two accounts. I don't recommend uh, it. I don't either. I have Daniel Russo home and Danny Russo. I feel like I have two personalities. It's <laughs> And then sometimes you catch yourself talking to yourself. Do you ever do that? <sighs> Like oh, I talk to myself frequently. All the time. I'm like, the you spot with Camille will post something, and then the Camille Cower will come over and be like, love it. Love the pink. <laughs> Talking to myself. The best is when I share something, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. And I go to share it, and I'm like, I'm the one that posted it. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's yeah. like um, donating clothes. Um, you never yeah. shop at the place you donate because you'll end up buying your own stuff again. It's like, oh, my God, I love this because you bought it. Ding dong. That's, That's what somebody told me about my microphone situation. They told me that I'm the one that would probably be ordering more cords and more microphones from myself. There you go. <laughs> I go to Guitar Center. I'm like, fix this. Tell me what I need. Boom, bada boom, bada bing. And then I'm out. I can tell you where. Yeah, we stopped at the Guitar Center on our way down to Atlanta to pick up stuff for the podcast. Mm. So speaking of this, right. I have this one little small claim to fame. So one of my right. friends, uh, he's become my friend from 
interviewing him so much, Guy Tori, the comedian. Yeah. And so when he was in town, I was like, ooh, you know, when are you going to be in town? Like, he, he texted me first. So then I was like, hey, you, let me know what you're doing for the day. I have the day off, whatever. And he was like, yeah, I got to go to Guitar Center. I'm like, did you just say my favorite store? <laughs> I'll come meet you. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. So we went and got Manny's and Petty's together. And then we went to Guitar Center. <laughs> And he was like a he was like he was like a great he was like an uncle almost in a way he was like wait shouldn't they let you return the one that didn't work because I bought something from Roland and it didn't work the audio like it kept cutting in and out at a live event and so it was like can't you return that for this thing and I'm like oh if anybody can make it happen guy Tory can but the guy didn't recognize him so I was like oh, that's funny <laughs> but I kind of love fun. not being recognized though. Nobody, recognize. we'll Nobody recognizes me. They just stare at me until they're like, can we get a picture? <laughs> I have the same problem. And then find it on Instagram. I'm like, oh, they do listen. I know. I have to give a shout out to Nancy Lupo. She interviewed me and it was on High Point's website or High Point's Instagram. And mm -hmm. she came up to me and stopped me in a showroom. And she's like, oh my God, Danny Russo, I want to interview you. And I'm like, who, who, who are you? And she's like, just stop and put the camera in my face. Okay, and then I look at the video. Yeah, I, look, I look fat. Yeah, I know. And I, I look the RuPaul totally fat. Story. You're like RuPaul said, never say never no. Never say no. Yeah. So here we are. All right, it's Black Friday. Um, Happy shopping. This is the design exchange. Yeah, I'm gonna go open the front door of my store. We're an hour late, but I'm gonna get this up, and I will call you later because I got some hot gossip to talk to you about. <laughs> Oh my god, did my jaw just pop out of joint? It was outside. <laughs> <laughs> the of oh my god, that's there. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will call you later. You Absolutely. guys find Camille Cower um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the eSpot. And you know where to find me if you're listening to this. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me. Bye.